good to go? Yeah, yeah. oh, there I am. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
Good morning, and welcome to Noblesville First United Methodist. We are so glad that you are with us this morning. And I appreciate all of those who are able to be here in person this morning and uh, brave the cold to be out today. If you're watching on Facebook Live, be sure to use the comments section and announce your presence to those who are also worshiping with you online so you can connect with each other and have fellowship while we worship together. And also we want to make sure you know about our new connection card, which is electronic. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the church staff have missed having these action cards each week. It's so we can register attendance, collect prayer requests, and share opportunities for you to connect. So we're introducing the electronic version of the card. We want everyone to check in with us on the new connection card, which will update each week. We'd like to know you're worshiping with us and who might be worshiping at home along with you. You can share your prayer requests and praises and express interest in our various opportunities to connect. The connection card can be found in four ways. You can find it in the Facebook comment section, in the YouTube description if you access worship through YouTube, at noblesvillefirst.com, our website, or in the church app. So please take note of that, and we so appreciate everyone taking the time to check in and make sure that we are having two-way communication during this time when we're unable to all be together. Well, today is Mission Outreach Sunday, which many of you might know as Faith Promise Sunday. The Missions Committee wanted to make sure it was clear on what this special Sunday is and what Mission and Outreach here at Noblesville First is all about. This is a day to celebrate the mission of the church. So we will hear and see many ways we are sharing the love of Christ with our community, and we'll see how people are living out discipleship and powerful acts of service, as well as inviting others into a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. At the close of worship, we hope that you will be encouraged and inspired to make a mission outreach pledge and join in the mission outreach work of Noblesville First in 2021. As we get started this morning, let's speak aloud together our mission as followers of Jesus. I invite you to say this along with me. Our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And please join with me in the call to worship. God has been gracious to us and has blessed us beyond measure. God's face shines upon us all. God's ways are revealed to all people. God guides all the nations of the earth. Let all the nations praise you, O God. We join with all God's people to praise your name. Let's join together in our hymn of praise Christ for the world, we sing.
and let us pray together. Oh God, gather us in from wherever we are today. Whether we are safe and warm in our homes or joining you elsewhere, whether we are alone or with family and friends. Lord, we give you thanks for this holy and precious time to be together. Lord, as we open our hearts to Mission and Outreach Sunday, we ask that you would come alongside us to remind us of our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ, that we might transform the world, even if it's one person, one smile, one act of kindness at a time. So gather us in, holy God, bless our time that we might glorify you in all that we say and all that we do. Amen. Of our mission as we reach out to the world with God's 
Lord, on this cold winter morning, we may not feel a great deal of gratitude for this winter weather, but we are thankful for the provisions you have provided that keep us warm, safe, and fed on these cold winter winter days. We are blessed by your hand, but we know that there are those who are not as fortunate as us, and so we pray for them. May they be provided with a warm and safe place to stay and food to feed both their hungry stomachs and souls. We pray especially for our hearts to be touched, to be your loving people who help others in their time of need, so that in our help they come to know your love, giving them hope that a better future is a possibility. For we know in times of struggle, it is hard to keep alive our hope and faith. May our help bring that hope and faith not only to them, but to us in our living. Healing God, we thank you for the way healing through the power of medicine has come to Doris, Stacy, and Kim. We are grateful they are able to be home, and we pray for their continued healing. We pray for Clayton to have healing so he too may go home. Along with these, we pray for all who are battling physical, mental, and emotional health issues, especially in these times. We ask, O oh Lord, for wisdom and strength for the health care workers as they continue to tend to others. May they know how best to treat them so that wholeness may be theirs. Compassionate God, be with Sharon Brandt's family as they mourn her loss. In their grief, may they know your comfort and strength as they live through the pain of their loss. Loving Creator, on this Balanced Times Day, we celebrate not only our love of spouses, partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, families, friends, and yes, even our pets. Above all, we celebrate our love for you for your steadfast love to us, whom you created to be your people. We are reminded on this Mission Outreach Sunday that we who follow you are called to reveal and extend your love to those whom you send us. Our Mission Outreach is to be a reflection of your love to those whom we touch by our presence in their lives. With this in mind, we pray for you to guide us to love others unconditionally as we labor for the sake of your kingdom. We remember how Jesus labored among the poor, the sick, the downtrodden, and those who needed to be spoken up for. How he went out into the world to help those who needed the help the most. And in his help, he gave his unconditional love, never questioning, never judging, but inviting them into relationship with you. And so, Lord, we pray that we may have this same strength. We pray that you guide us to love others unconditionally. 
And so as we pray together the prayer your son Jesus taught us to pray, we remember with great love in our hearts the sacrificial love that Jesus brought unconditionally to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day thy daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we continue our worship, I'd like to lift up a number of opportunities and things happening here at our church in the following weeks. It's a busy place, and it's wonderful to be a part of it. Ash Wednesday is coming up on February the 17th, so Lent is upon us already. And so we are offering to you a drive-through imposition of ashes. So come in your car between 9.30 and 10.30, anytime on Wednesday, under the portico by door number one, or between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock p.m. Pastor Jerry and I will be sharing the ashes with you in a prayer while you stay in your car. It's as easy as that. So we will be observing safety protocols, so please remember your mask, as Jerry and I will be wearing ours as well. Our United Methodist Women's Group will be sharing some prepackaged refreshments, and we'll help hand out our Noblesville First Lenten devotional. So we hope to see you on Ash Wednesday. We are back next week in in-person worship on the 21st. We'll have traditional worship at 8.30 and 11 o'clock in the sanctuary. We'll also have our family worship service at 9.45 in Celebration Hall. We're not going to require reservations at this time, but we hope you will understand is if we reach capacity, we will have a place for you to have an overflow space in Wickham Chapel. So please continue to wear your mask and social distance uh, when you come to worship and take conversations outside. We have a parenting in a pandemic Zoom workshop for you coming up with Pathways to Healing with counselor Kristen Boyce. That will be the 24th at 6.30, and that's a Zoom call. So make sure to check out our church website if you would like more information on that. We have respite nights coming up for Saturday, March 6th, and Saturday, April 3rd. This is to provide parents and caregivers of children with special needs a much-needed night out. So we are looking for volunteers and participants. So please, again, check out our Facebook page and our church website for more information if you'd like to volunteer or participate. Our Navigating COVID-19 page continues to be updated and is a very helpful resource to any and all affected by COVID-19. Right now, you can find links to register for your vaccine, frequently asked questions, and a living document of those who have experienced and recovered from COVID. Our March 3rd carryout lunch is on. That was postponed originally from earlier this month. So the menu is yummy chicken and noodles, hot green beans, creamy mashed potatoes, and a surprise dessert only for $11. 
So sign up on the website. You'll be able to sign up for a time slot as well. There are three time slots. And we'll also have a a pre-lunch and prayer on our Facebook page and Facebook Live before the meal. Your last date to order is 12 noon on Friday, February 19th. So make sure that you call the church office or sign up for that. Today we have some news about our beloved youth and family ministry director, Tom Shriver McGreevy. Tom has submitted his resignation as our family ministry director. He has accepted a new position as the field recruiter at Peterman Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Tom says, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities I've been provided working on the family ministry team for the past seven years. It's been a wonderful experience to work for such a great organization as we work to exemplify the best parts of the United Methodist Church. He says, I greatly appreciate Noblesville First's dedication to fighting for justice in the name of Christ. So we give thanks for Tom and for all that he has done for our church. And we will miss you, Tom, and we wish you well and want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, if you are are new today to our online community, we invite you to reach out to our hospitality coordinator, Bonnie Zickraff. She can be reached at bzickraff at noblesvillefirst.com. And now we invite you to prayerfully consider your giving to our church communities and our many ministries that we support. You'll have an opportunity later for your mission outreach pledge card. But a reminder that we appreciate all the gifts that we receive as our mission of the church continues. To you by Janus, a ministry we support here in Noblesville. Take a look. Welcome to the virtual tour of Janus Developmental Services. We are a nonprofit organization that supports adults with intellectual disabilities. The programs that we offer that will be highlighted during this tour are Hamilton County Express, Work Experience, Doorways Day Program, and Community Employment. Many of the individuals who attend Janus participate in more than one of these programs. Now let's take a look at what a day in the life of a Janus participant looks like. Hamilton County Express is an affordable, on-demand public transportation system that serves all of Hamilton County. Many individuals that attend Janus utilize Hamilton County Express to get to and from our facility. The program is also available to meet the transportation needs of the general public. This service is important in providing independence for individuals with intellectual disabilities. The Doorways Day Program is where individuals participate in leisure activities such as fitness, cooking, art, and literacy. The goal of the Doorways Program is to give participants a wide array of meaningful activities to choose from, allowing the participant to develop a full and enriching day and week. Another important aspect of the Doorways Program is teaching social skills and making new social connections between peers. Commission Art offers the opportunity for individuals to earn money through their creative abilities. We are fortunate to have many volunteers from the community come to Janus to lead different activities such as dancing, master gardeners, artists, sewing, and music. 
Participating in the Work Experience Program offers a variety of experiences from which to sample different types of work, as well as learn vital soft skills that are important to being successful in the workplace. The goal of the Work Experience Program is to provide additional supports that may be effective towards securing a job in the community. Many individuals choose to participate in work experience while they are also employed out in the community. Janus has community-based work opportunities from which to try out different job tasks at our Golf and Batting Center and Capabilities Cafe, in addition to work frequently available in-house at Janus. An employment specialist will work with you individually to help you discover the best job fit for you, help you find the job, and finally give you the support at the job site to ensure your success. If needed, your employment specialist can provide long-term on-site support to further ensure your success on the job. To learn more about our programs, contact our social services coordinators, Megan Isaacs and Josh Hampton. Thank you. I want to extend a special thanks to our tech team this morning, as in Kathy Tomes and Olivia worked very hard to put all of our videos and slides together today, so thank you so much. Today, we also want to celebrate what we've done in the past. So we want to take a few minutes to lift up our 2020 mission outreach and to celebrate what we have done. So in 2020, we distributed over $51,000 of mission outreach funds to shine forth the light of Christ and to enable ministry to happen both locally and with our ministry partners around the world. So the next few minutes, we'll share with you a few of the ways these funds, along with your prayers and your hands-on service, made an impact in 2020. One of the ways we do this is we have support of several missionaries, and we have one here with us today. Jonathan Long comes to us from One World Mission in Hungary, so we invite him to come share what he is up to and celebrate his ministry with us. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Good morning. It's good to be with you both in person and virtually for those of you who are watching at home. Um, again, my name is Jonathan Long, serving with One Mission Society in the country of Hungary where I serve as the regional director for Europe and the Middle East region as well as the field director in Hungary. And I'm representing my family today. That's me with the albeit shorter beard uh, there in the middle. My wife Corinne is to my left and then my three children Carter, who's 15, just got his learner's permit, so we'd appreciate your prayers. Um, Grant, my middle child on the right there, who is a Pokemon master, loves all things Japanese. And my daughter, Noemi Grace, in the center, who's uh, pretty much the clown of the family. She's quite funny, but doesn't always realize it. And so they are at home today, uh, weren't able to come with me, but I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I'm a missionary kid. 
So I grew up traveling uh, the world. I've had the opportunity to speak in different churches as, as an adult, as a missionary myself. I've spoken in churches from Columbus, Montana to Boston, Massachusetts. And so it is a, it is a real opportunity being from Noblesville for me to speak in a church in Noblesville. That 10-minute commute this morning uh, to get here was fantastic. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be home and to be able to share with you guys. I really love this part of being a missionary, the opportunity that I get to share with you guys my passion, what it is that burns inside me, why it is that I feel called to be a missionary. Um, in, in, I, I've only been the regional director for about a year, but I've had the opportunity to be the field director in Hungary now for seven years. And one of the things that we established right away uh, in Hungary was a, a sort of a creed or, or a, a motto that we wanted to, to live up to. And our motto became transforming lives in dynamic communities. Let me unpack that for you a little bit. Transforming lives. I want to see people changed. You know, I love when the Apostle Paul talks about the difference that the Holy Spirit makes in our life. He doesn't talk about it like that, that he takes us from tan to brown or, or from gray to black. But he talks about it in these sweeping terms from death to life, from darkness to life. That, that when Christ takes a hold of our life, we become a new creation. And that's what I want people to experience. I want people to experience being a new creation. In, in part of a dynamic community, growing, thriving, multiplying. And I believe that the best way to impact a community is through the presence of a healthy church. A church that has a disciple-making culture, something about it that everything is pointed at. How do we make disciples of Jesus Christ? And so this is what gets me excited. But as a field director in Hungary, I wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. And I had an opportunity to go to Manchester, England. And in Manchester, England, myself and several other field directors were there. And, and at the conference, sometimes the presentations are the best things about a conference. And sometimes it's, it's when you get out of the presentation and start mingling with people. And I was at dinner, and I happened to be sitting next to a Methodist historian. And, I mean, this guy knew what John Wesley's favorite breakfast cereal was. He knew what color of socks Charles Wesley liked to wear. I mean, he knew everything about the Methodist movement. And as he was sharing over dinner with passion all, all this stuff that he had learned, I began to realize that the Methodist movement, what John Wesley was aiming for, wasn't intentionally a church planting effort. It was a disciple-making effort. Wesley had gone to Aldersgate and he had realized that there's something deeper than what I've experienced. And he wanted to invite other people into that. And he developed methods that helped him do that. And in his lifetime, 188,000 people became disciples of Jesus Christ, became on-fire Methodists. And it wasn't easy to be a Methodist in those days. Became on-fire Methodists. He changed the course of UK history. And he spawned, ended up spawning one of the largest churches in the world. And so with this, I went back to Hungary and I was inspired. And I began to talk to pastors and partners. We partner with several different denominations in Hungary, including the Hungarian Methodist Church. And I began to ask them the question, what would it look like to see a Wesleyan-style movement, a Methodist movement, take place in Europe again? And amazingly, from different denominations, different pastors were experiencing that same passion in their life to see disciples made. And we begin to work 
adopting some of the very methods that Wesley used in the latter part of the 1700s, and we started to see transformation take place. We've seen people released from addictions. We've seen people who were unemployed for years through the prayers of their local band and community come together and and, and end up out of nowhere being offered jobs. We've seen Hungarians sharing their faith successfully and bringing new Hungarians to faith in Jesus. And we've seen groups that were meeting, band groups that were meeting, multiply so that they could invite more people in. I'd like to go to the next picture if we may. This is Khaled Laszlo. He's the superintendent of the Methodist Church in Hungary. He has become a good friend of mine, and he is standing on the porch of a chapel in the village of St. Margit Falva, where we had an opportunity to work with the Methodist Church to build this chapel together. This is a Catholic county. This is an 850-year-old village that has never had a place of worship in their village. If you go to the next side, you'll actually see the interior of the small wooden chapel. The furnishings came from a Methodist church in Germany. They're several hundred years old. And, and in his first month, as we, as we opened this chapel in St. Margit Falva, Lotzi preached on the 12 disciples, and right afterwards he was standing on that porch, and, and a lady came up to him and said, how do I become the 13th disciple? And so Lotzi had an opportunity to pray with her and to share with her and to help her to begin her disciple-making journey. And so we've seen it being happening in Hungary. But now as I come into the region, I realize that the same passion for making disciples and seeing the church multiply has impacted far beyond even what we've been doing in Hungary. If you go to the next slide, this is a picture taken from Sicily where our team is working predominantly with African migrants and refugees who are leaving Africa, traveling to Sicily across the Mediterranean, many of them from Muslim backgrounds, and we're impacting and encountering them on the street developing leaders and raising up disciple makers and I had an opportunity to participate in their disciple making group and that was tremendous if you go to the next slide this is in in Russia this picture was taken in Rabinsk where we're working with churches to help them to develop a disciple making culture within the church partners that we have worked together with in Russia in the seminary that we still have in Moscow Uh, It was an amazing experience to see their passion for making disciples in Russia. We've had the opportunity to partner in Ukraine and in Hungary. If you go to the next slide, you'll see our English camp programs where we try to bring people that are in our discipleship processes together with students and young people who've never been really truly exposed to Christians, to people who are on fire for the gospel. And if you go to the next picture you'll see this was from our camp this was from our camp in Hungary uh, in in uh, this was 2019 unfortunately last year we had to cancel but this is a camp and if you're looking for an interesting opportunity this is a tremendous opportunity there these are English camps so we need people who speak English and, and are likable and if that's you we would invite you to be a part of that we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do without churches I believe that missions is the expression of a church with a passion for seeing Christ's command to make disciples of all nations lived out. And so I just want to take time to thank you so much for your support. Support allows us to go out and to do the work, but it's especially meaningful when it comes from home. And so I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak today. Uh, If you are on Facebook, if you go to The Long Lifeline, Lifeline is all one word, uh, that is our Facebook page. We update that at least weekly. 
And we also have uh, a newsletter. If you send an email to long, the number four, hungry, H-U-N-G-A-R-Y, at gmail.com, we'd be happy to add you to our newsletter list and send you out some prayer materials. Thank you so much for your support and your passion for making disciples. God bless. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for your passion and your ministry and your gifts that you share with the world. And if you're interested in learning more or going to Hungary yourselves, we have the information for you, as well as uh, Jonathan said the information. But if you need more or you've forgotten or can't find it, please feel free to contact the church. We will get you connected. Today, we also want to lift up Sandy Newcomer, who's with One Mission Society as well. She is the daughter of Barbara Howell, one of our members here at Noblesville First. Sandy serves with One Mission Society at the World Headquarters, which is located in Greenwood, Indiana. She works with Men for Missions as an administrative assistant to the U.S. and international offices. Sandy serves in areas of communication, event and meeting planning, short-term trips, and assists as needed in all Men for Missions projects. Serving in the Great Commission gives Sandy great joy. Men for Missions uses short-term mission trips to challenge men to be all that God intends them to be, encouraging them toward the Lordship of Christ. The mission trips include work to build homes and churches, prayer, evangelism, and sharing the good news in practical and tangible ways by providing much-needed medical care. So we give thanks for Sandy and the opportunity to support her ministry as well. We also have support that we offer to students who are abroad. So today you'll get the opportunity to hear from Clarice and what she's up to. Olá, igreja. Acredito que sou conhecida pela maioria. Meu nome é Clarice Rosa Efraim Samuquenda. Quero agradecer mais uma vez pela igreja, agradecer a Deus pela oportunidade que deram-me de fazer a faculdade. Por causa da Covid-19, essa pandemia que assolou o mundo todo, o nosso ano letivo cá em Angola para as faculdades começou em dezembro de 2020 e irá até julho de 2021. Estou fazendo agora o terceiro ano da faculdade, graças a vocês. Faltam-me apenas dois anos, porque são cinco anos para a licenciatura. Tem sido um período muito bom, muitíssimo bom. Acredito que vocês estão sempre orando e torcendo por mim. Agradeço muitíssimo, agradeço bastante à igreja por essa grande oportunidade, mesmo não me conhecendo pessoalmente, estão sempre a ter contato comigo de forma virtual. Agradeço também os meus avós, Ana e José Chimbanda, pela grande oportunidade e o contato que têm comigo. Fazer a faculdade está sendo muito bom e eu serei alguém que vai ajudar muito a minha família. 
somos angolanos, estamos numa classe um pouquinho baixa, não somos de família tão alta, então com os meus estudos, agradeço, acredito que venha chegar e alcançar grandes patamares e poder ajudar a minha família. Em nome de Jesus, muito, muito, muito obrigada mesmo por essa grande oportunidade. Houve a pandemia, mas acautelou-se agora, acalmou-se tudo. Cá em Angola ainda não temos a vacina, mas estamos também a nos cuidar. Perdemos muitos familiares, muita gente perdeu o emprego, muita gente passou fome, tivemos dias muito difíceis, mas até aqui o Senhor nos ajudou e louvado seja o nome do Senhor. Mando um beijinho grande a todos e muito, muito obrigada pela ajuda que tenha me dado. Thank you, Clarice, and we'll continue to lift her up in prayer and support as she continues her studies. Back a little locally, more locally now, we lift to you Dinners on Us, a very vital ministry of our church right here in Noblesville. So let's take a look at Dinners on Us. dinners every Thursday evening from 5 to 6. We generally have around 30 people who come for dinner. Our main dish is supplied by an organization called Second Helpings and they glean food from restaurants, grocery stores, and then they bring us the main dish every week along with some bread, desserts, and then we fill in salads and vegetables and anything else we think of. We also get fresh eggs from Teeter Farm every week. We get uh, Dale bread from Panera. We also get Chick-fil-A uh, breakfast nuggets. Uh, so we have almost a mini food pantry here. Uh, most months we collect the food from our shelves outside Celebration Hall and the Sanctuary. And about once a month we pass those out to our people. I like the camaraderie and stuff here because I have a good time just seeing the people here. I been I enjoy the food. We never it's a surprise what we're gonna to get to eat. And the, the, having friends and meeting new people and the group we sit with we get to see once a week and it's been very nice. I've been coming uh, here a little over a year, and I like the friendship of everybody. What I enjoy is Teeter's Farm, because in the summer, in the fall, they have such wonderful fruit, their vegetables, oh, fresh, and I enjoy the eggs, too. My goodness, fresh eggs. Good for you.
Special thanks to Loie, Milam, and her team, and we look forward to the time we can all gather together again for Dinners on Us and other fellowship opportunities. But your giving continues to support food missions and those who need a good meal as we continue even through the pandemic. And speaking of Teeter Farm, we'll move along to a celebration of that next and remind you that at Teeter Farm, we continue to live out our mission to combat food insecurity, to build community through meaningful relationships across barriers that sometimes divide us, and to educate children and adults on the importance of environmental stewardship and care. So now we'll hear from Katie Rogers, who's the farm manager at Teeter. Hello and good morning from Teeter. 2020 was quite the year for all of us. It brought unforeseen challenges, opportunities, and losses that we're all still grappling with. We had the air knocked out of us here at the farm and our hearts broken for Ann McNulty as she lost Barry. So many of us have had to face grief more frequently this year and without the comforts that we would normally be afforded. As the pandemic washed over us, like you, we at the farm had to restructure everything. The who and the how of each step of every day had to change to keep our volunteers safe and the food that we were sending out safe. Thank you for supporting us through all of these changes. Food insecurity and hunger are on the rise. And through supporting Teeter with your talent and your resources, many of you have stepped up to meet that challenge. Thanks to your efforts to support our mission combating food insecurity in our area, we were able to donate 15,407 servings of nutrient-dense produce to those in need in our community. We're working our way to over 20,000 servings in the future. Your participation at Teeter has ensured that this 120 acres, including our frontage along the White River, has been managed to maximize community and environmental health and resilience. This year, we have built soil, started the restoration of a native wetland, expanded the chicken village, grown our composting program, worked to remove invasive species and restore native habitats, and added signs and a bridge. We've drastically reduced tillage while increasing our cover cropping and increasing the number and variety of produce that we grow. We've also lengthened our growing season by two months. Despite the restrictions the pandemic has brought, our community has grown, both with an increase in memberships and through the involvement of new volunteers. We've been awarded a Hamilton County Project Grant, which will enable us to plant an orchard and build our next high tunnel this year. The sunflower bed is being expanded in 2021, and that will give us all more time and space to take pictures and more flowers for our tables. The CSA is growing, and we are working to provide produce to area chefs who want to support our mission. I'd like to extend a personal thank you. You all have been so supportive of your new farmer while I adjusted to being back in the Midwest to different growing conditions and different soil, a new farm and people and new everything. We had to call a lot of audibles this year, more than usual. And I'm thankful that you rolled with us as we navigated it all. Team Teeter is looking forward to 2021. We are grateful that you are a part of it, and we thank you for your continued support. Amen. Thank you. Sounds like they did a lot, right? <laughs> even with, with the pandemic, so we, we celebrate that. And even closer to home now, we will lift up our own preschool right here at the church. Let's see what they're up to. 
With the church's support, our enrollment continues to grow every year. Just three short years ago, our total enrollment was 127 students. This year, we are at 228 students with more projected growth next year. That is more students that can learn about God's love, strengthen their foundation, and develop a love for learning. With the church's support, we are able to update and improve our space every year. We started with six classrooms with outdated furniture and materials. We are now operating 12 classrooms, and next year there will be 14. We now have the resources to purchase updated and functional furniture and fill our classrooms and cabinets with manipulatives and all of the supplies we need to provide a quality education. With the church's support, I am able to hire outstanding staff and pay them a competitive wage and provide an encouraging work environment. I get a lot of accolades for breathing life back into the preschool, but these women are the heart and soul of our ministry and the reason why we are so successful. With the church's support, we have been able to stay open this year and offer students a safe place to play and learn, vital for development and also giving their parents a much needed break. It has taken extra resources and creativity to operate during the pandemic. The church has been instrumental in providing those critical resources and helping with creative plans to keep us going. With the church's support, we are able to plan for a bright future with a strong family ministry team. Together, our partnership will enrich kids, strengthen families, and better our community. On behalf of Noblesville Methodist Preschool staff and families, we thank you for your continued giving that allows us to give back to our community. Thank you. That was the voice of Lindsay Sheridan, our preschool director, and it looks like a lot of fun, doesn't it? We give you thanks and glory to God for the mission of the preschool. We also lift up our family ministry team and the youth outreach that our students experience. Hopefully soon we'll be able to extend our trips to give kids the world, to future mission trips, and other opportunities for service. So stay tuned as we continue to celebrate our student ministries as well. So now we're going to move into a time of continued support and some more that we have celebrated this year and will continue to celebrate. And just to give you an idea, here are several things that we support. Fisher's Food Pantry, Family Promise, Sunshine Friends, Fletcher Place Community Center, Mission Guatemala, Youth Mission Trips, Give Kids the World, Kids Hope USA Mentoring at White River Elementary, The Angel Tree for Youth Residents at the Indiana United Methodist Children's Home, the Cherish Center, Ugly Quilts for the Homeless, and the Hamilton County Sheriff's Chaplain, and of course, Janus Developmental Services, just to name a few. We also saw great success with the food drive this year, especially with limited time to get together. We were able to double, more than double, the effects of the pandemic with the people that are affected the most by food insecurity. So we thank you for that. A shout out to Lindsay and the preschool families as they also brought in a lot of food. Three carts of food went to our dinners on us guests. One family from the preschool received food and the rest went to the Come to Me food pantry at Fisher's United Methodist Church where each person receives a week's worth of food, including breakfast, lunches, dinners, 
and snacks. And there were a lot more uh, food items piled for those of you who were able to come to the church. We had an entire uh, parlor and narthex filled to the brim with food. So thank you. Next, we're going to lift up Free the Girls. I bet you never thought you'd see a picture of bras in church, did you? Yeah, it's great. Free the Girls is an international 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to coming alongside sex trafficking survivors with a path to true freedom. It's a journey from horrific trauma to reintegrating into the life they were meant to live within their families and communities. The goal is for true freedom and is measured by economic freedom, restored health, social well-being, education, and opportunity for a different, hopeful future. So when you donate four bras, ladies, you are providing a living wage for a woman in our El Salvador program in particular. So when your church or group of friends donate, for example, 200 bras, that's half a month's inventory for a woman in Mozambique. So don't just throw out your old bras or your new ones, or if you're out and about, pick one up to donate, and we have a collection right here at the church. If you want to learn more, it's freethegirls.org. So we invite you to check that out. Next, we lift up Family Promise, an important ministry of our church. And there's going to be a few slides that will give you some more information on this. So let's take a look at those. Family Promise. The vision is to become a community where every family has a home, a livelihood, and a chance to build a better future. Focusing on transforming the lives of children and their families experiencing homelessness or at-risk homelessness by partnering with interfaith congregations and community groups to provide housing and stability services. If you're interested as part of our Noblesville First United Methodist community to help out, these weeks are coming up. So March 14th through the 21st and May 9th through the 16th. So mark your calendars if you'd like to help host our families for those weeks. And a shelter program is offered for overnight stays, congregational hospitality, and ongoing coaching. January 1st through December, 20, December 31st, 2020, we had 13 families served, 27 children served, and one pregnancy. There's a prevention program as well, which offers rental assistance, transportation, and ongoing services. And that's also year-round. This past year, 22 families served, 41 children served, in one pregnancy. Stabilization services, financial assistance, referrals, and online budgeting and classes. Year-round, this year was, past year was 172 families, 217 children, and four pregnancies. So thank you. Here's some pictures to give you an idea of the families that have been helped or those who have volunteered to make this possible. So we give thanks, and Family Promise appreciates the partnership and gifts that we are able to give. So you can see that your mission and outreach giving, your prayers, and your faithful service, even through the COVID-19 pandemic, has a wide-reaching impact in our community in the past year. We also celebrate our United Methodist women who distributed over $10,371 to mission projects in 2020. 
even with not being able to hold the rummage sale, which they are very disappointed about, but it will be back eventually, our UMW worked hard to continue to be the hands and feet of Christ in our local community and beyond. Thank you for all of your faithful giving, which allows us to go where the Spirit leads us as we seek to shine forth the light of Christ. Now we'll hear some scripture from the Gospel of Matthew. Good morning, we're the Emmer family. Our scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Jesus traveled among all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were troubled and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The size of the harvest is bigger than you can imagine, but there are few workers. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for his harvest. We are thankful for the gift of scripture. Amen. I think there should be dogs in every scripture reading, don't you? That's great. (laughs) Well, last week I got the chance to spend a few glorious sunny days in Miami, Florida. My friend is a photographer and insisted on getting some pictures of the stars at night in the Everglades National Park. And he got a really good one. (laughs) By the time it was starting to get dark, the stars were ready to put on a show. But in order to get the picture that he really wanted, we had to walk two miles through the woods on a dirt path to get out to one of the boardwalk points. I was terrified, terrified. Here we were in the dark of night, basically in a swamp, right? Thoughts of gator attacks, panther attacks, snakes, spiders the size of our heads, and more filled my imagination. Yet we pressed on using our flashlights to guide us. And my prayer was, please don't let this battery die. (laughs) So obviously I'm standing here before you today and all was well. But there was a learning in this for me. A reminder that most of us have tunnel vision and we let our fear take over too often. There were moments when I honestly wanted to turn around and run back to the car but I would have missed out on the spectacular view. Let's look at that. The spectacular view of the night sky that awaited us at the end of the path. A view that is really so rare these days. So I'm glad I took the risk and opened my eyes to possibilities of new adventures and experiences, and I did not let fear win. So what does this have to do with Mission Outreach Sunday? Well, I believe that when Jesus says to his disciples that the harvest is bigger than they can imagine, yet there are few to work, he is accusing them of having tunnel vision. They can only see as far as their eyes and hearts are willing to see. They are perhaps not ready to take that next step, whether because they are not ready to see or because they are afraid of what awaits them if they do. The risk outweigh the rewards, perhaps. So we find Jesus' words in the middle of a healing section in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus has just healed many people of various medical conditions. He saved lives, and he made people whole. He looks around and sees masses of people who are still hurting, 
They appear to have been forgotten, looked over, or uncared for. The task of his disciples, then, is the same task that awaits us today. Go, look, act. We have even more of a challenge in today's media and cell phone-obsessed world. Most of the time, it's hard to even catch someone's eyes these days because we are all on our phones, not to mention the masks make it even worse, right? No wonder we don't actually see people. No wonder we pass people by unaware of their hurts, their wants, and their challenges. So these are our tasks. Don't just stay in one place. Don't just close your eyes and pretend not to see what is in front of you. Do something. See people. Get out of the comfort zone. Don't let fear get in the way. The truth is that Jesus didn't give his disciples simple, safe tasks when he commissioned them into his ministry. His rookie crew, still smelling of fish and suspicious of this whole thing, were called to cure the sick, to raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. I think we should all breathe a sigh of relief that we are not charged with that same list today, right? However, we are called to continue the mission, to make disciples, to open our eyes, to use the gifts that we are given, and to work the harvest. After all, there's nothing worse than having a harvest that is ripened and then watch it rot for want of people to work in the field. The call of Jesus is urgent. The time is now. Today, you have the chance to do something, to see people, to make a change in our communities both here and around the world. We have the chance to do away with that tunnel vision. We have the opportunity to push our fears aside for the good of the cause, no matter what awaits us. So may we take Jesus' words of compassion and challenge to heart. May we indeed give our hearts to the mission. On this Valentine's Day, we give our hearts specifically to the mission of Jesus Christ to make disciples for the transformation of the world. Amen. And so as we look ahead to 2021, we know there's so much that remains unknown in our world. But our goals remain the same, to adhere to our mission to make disciples, to transform the world, to feed the hungry, to love our neighbors, to walk with our children, and to serve locally and globally. This year, we hope to raise over $48,000 to continue the many ways that we can reach out in the name of Jesus. So this time, we'll invite you to take note of the Mission and Outreach Pledge Card. And you can do this by logging on to the church website or go to your phone and see what that we have an app. Or you can text MISSION to 33777. It's that easy. You got your phone, text MISSION, the word MISSION, to 33777. We'll also have printed cards available for you in the office if you would like 
to stop and pick one up or have one mailed to you if you do not receive one originally. So know that whatever you give, you will help us continue to go and wherever the Spirit moves us to make a difference for Christ and our local community and around the world and to respond to new challenges as they arise. You can also make a commitment to join one of our mission trips when we're able to travel again or perhaps go to Hungary or see what our missionaries are up to. The good news is that Christ, out of his great love for all creation, has come into the world to reconcile us to God and to each other, to model the ways of kingdom living, and to heal us from all that would divide. We have the amazing privilege and challenge to be able to listen for Christ's spirit and to know that Christ will equip us for whatever he calls us to in 2021. Each of you have responded to this call to be disciples, have an important part to play as we seek to unite ourselves individually and collectively in the embodiment of the good news. So I invite you, wherever you are, to pray over your giving, whether it is financial, whether it is your prayers for our many missions, whether it is a commitment to Get involved in some way to use your hands and feet for the good of the mission. So we pray, Holy Spirit, come. Fill us so that we can overflow with your love and grace and share it with others. Bless each person who makes a commitment to go where your spirit leads and strengthen and empower us for this wild and wonderful work. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn today is Here I Am, Lord. This is a special request from our missions team because we are called and our prayer would be, Here I am, O God, send me. Let's sing together. the Lord of sea and sky. I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will stay. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness Who will bear my light to them? 
his bread I will provide till their hearts be satisfied I will give my life to them whom shall I send here I am Lord is it I Lord I have heard you calling in the night I will go Lord if you lead me I will hold your people in my heart and now receive the benediction gracious God bless these mission and outreach pledges hear our prayers and guide our service so that in all things you may be glorified as we leave this place may the Holy Spirit fill us with courage and strength to respond when and however the Spirit moves for the good of the world Christ so loved in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Here I am, Lord. Send us. Go in peace. Amen.